You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, we're going to move on to something along the same lines, and that is, should we already be giving up on the Chiefs having a deep passing game? Mahomes talked a lot about it, uh, how much this offense is constantly forced to evolve, and six weeks in, we're barely even trying it. I'll admit, I, like, I was surprised to learn that the Chiefs have the third most 25-plus uh, yard gains in the NFL this year. That felt really high. Uh, but it's not because they're throwing it deep. I mean, just look at the look at the spray chart. Mahomes, the last two games, isn't even trying to throw it deep, which, again, is something that we have been asking for. We've said, hey, man, take what's in front of you and take what the defense gives you, and we can make that work, and this is the way to operate. But I still want some sort of deep passing game because I think everybody just simply cuts to the if they could run the ball, they could throw deep. And I'm like, do you ever think that if they could throw deep, they could run the ball? Like, I know that sounds stupid, but this is a two-way street. Threaten them over the top. Don't let them just sit back there in, in the general area of where you want to run the ball. Force them to think about you differently. But teams are still essentially playing them no deep balls. And I... I feel like that's not going to change all season because they don't have the guy that can just beat it no matter what. Yeah, that's kind of like what I was just saying in the last conversation about receivers not being plug and play. There's a reason why the Chiefs have been the face of big explosive plays downfield. There's a reason why Joe Burrow leads the league in 60-yard touchdown passes over the last two years because of Jamar Chase. It's not just because Joe Burrow possesses this unique skill that nobody else in the league has. It's because he has a guy who is better at making those plays than anybody else at his position. Same thing with Mahomes. Like, there's a lot of quarterbacks who have the arm to throw at 50, 60 yards downfield, but they don't all have guys who are going to be able to consistently beat cornerbacks or beat double teams, right? Like you had with Tyreek Hill. So, like, Mahomes still has that, but I don't think he has the guy who is going to be able to consistently you know, beat it. They'll be, they'll be there. They'll be there occasionally, but it's not something how it used to be where you mm-hmm. could sort of expect those hey. shots to be taken every week. But we still thought that they would take deep shots, right? Because we, we all like quote tweeted that graphic from the off season that showed that MVS since Mahomes entered the league has like the seventh most 50 plus yard touchdowns. And McCole Hardman had like the eighth most. Yeah. Tyree kill was also on that list, but I guess, they still kept deep play wide receivers in their offense. I thought it would be more than this. I'm not, again, they're the number one scoring offense in the NFL. And you know what else we could probably bring up about this? The offensive line. Maybe they just don't have time. Maybe it has nothing to do with the running backs or the fact that wide receivers can't get open. Maybe, Nick, they don't have time to let MVS run 50 yards down the field because he's getting killed every time he steps back there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's part of it too, right? You've got an offensive line that you don't trust. I was just going to say, I feel like we have seen attempts. They just either haven't been caught or there's been penalties or they just don't look as cool without Tyreek doing them. <laughs> you know what? And that- I, I know we're not supposed to talk about him anymore, but 
no one can do that like he can. No, that that is probably Kaylee. Your point about Tyreek is a really interesting one because like anybody who like texts into our show or these things, they're just one of the major complaints I feel from Chiefs fans is they're too slow at wide receiver, man. Look how slow they are. And I'm like, I don't know how to break this to you. They're not slow. Um, <laughs> they're just not Tyreek. We just got there's spoiled. a there's a decided difference. MVS is decidedly fast. He is a fast human being, as is McCole Hardman. Faster than most other NFL players. Yeah, Juju's not the fastest wide receiver, so maybe that's the difference you're seeing. But there is a certain level of spoil because you're like, hey, man, how come you don't catch the ball in the middle of the field and then just outrun nine Buffalo Bills defenders while throwing up the peace sign? I'm like, because no one does that. That was that one guy, and he left. But Tyreek but like what I'm so like the reason why I don't really care is because well first you can just look at the results this is still the number one scoring team in the NFL Mahomes is still second in the NFL and passes over 20 yards behind Josh Allen the difference is Josh Allen is doing it the way that Josh Allen always does it which is like last year when we saw offenses sort of try to adjust to this the new way that teams were coming at these explosive offenses Josh Allen just said I'll just throw it 70 yards I was throwing it 50 now I'll throw it 70. So unless you're going to go put two guys on the goal line, I'm going to keep chucking it up to Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs and, and dare you guys to give me even more cushion. Whereas Mahomes and Andy Reid have said, no, we're just going to kill you underneath. We are going to scheme the hell out of you. We are going to trust that Patrick Mahomes is going to find the open guy. And we think our guys catching the ball while not the speedsters to burn you 60 yards downfield, they're going to be able to take a catch seven yards past the line of scrimmage and turn it upfield for a big game, either with their speed in the case of MVS and McCole Hardman or their physicality like Juju. So I would rather have the big plays downfield. They, they're, they're more fun. They look more explosive. But at this point, we're seven weeks in, and I still don't think this offense is in its final form. If you're still getting the results in a different way, doesn't it all kind of come out clean in the end? Probably, but I just worry, Nick, that it just, you don't think it's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just pack them further and further in. Right. And maybe that's what the chiefs are playing. The, the long game could be real here. Yeah. Do it. Teams are still playing two deep safeties. And then for the one moment that they're finally like, all right, we're sick of getting killed underneath. We're bringing our safeties up where normal safeties play, not against Mahomes. I guess I, I still think he'll probably throw it deep. But, you know, I want to make sure that that's still part of their game at some point. All right. It is now time for a reoccurring segment we have here on the podcast on Fridays. Is it game and balls that is... or who's won? Or... <laughs> You're getting ahead of yourself, Cody. That's the Monday oh, podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. Um, and that is who has to have it. Who's got to have a big game? Who are we looking at to stand out? I think there are several choices, especially against a team that can play this way. But I think it's probably, this is going to sound silly, but Frank Clark. He doesn't have a lot of skill sets that everyone feels super good about right now. But if there's one thing Frank Clark has been consistently good at, it is stopping the run. And that is what the 49ers are going to try to run. They're going to try to shove it down your throat in this game. They run it. They run those stretch plays. That makes it tough for George Karloftis to always do that. This will be his first NFL game experiencing a rushing offense of that magnitude. They will try to give them the ball so many different times tonight that I genuinely think that he is a, or, or not tonight, but Sunday. I genuinely think that Frank Clark is a very important player for this. I know it'd be easy to switch over to Willie Gay or Nick Bolton at that next level, but 
I think it's going to start with those edge guys because that's where the 49ers really get off and rolling. I feel like I'm going to answer Orlando Brown Jr. in this question every single week until he starts looking like the Orlando Brown Jr. we thought we were getting. Yep. I'm just going to, I'm giving up. I'm, I'm copping out. You're just, you're just taking him every week? <laughs> yep. yep. Because you know why? Here, I've, I've thought this through. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Do you guys remember in the offseason when Orlando Brown Jr. asked for a contract extension that would pay him upwards of $21, $22 million a year? Do you guys remember talking about that? I, I do remember that, yes. Sounds familiar. That's a lot of money by that's a lot of money money by most standards, but every NFL player is making a lot of money. Even by NFL standards, that's a lot of money. He is effectively asking to be paid as one of the highest paid non-quarterbacks in the NFL. And I feel like we talk about it a lot, but then sometimes we get tired of talking about it. So you're like, I don't want to just talk about Orlando Brown Jr. every single week. Well, when you're asking to be one of the richest men in the NFL, I feel like it's okay to continually bring that up. I, like, it feels like yeah. we're almost accepting when he's okay now. We're like, oh, he wasn't bad. Do you see that, see that one guy? See that on that one play where he, he pancaked that guy? So that's a sign. That's great. I, I'm, I'm fine with baby steps for Orlando Brown Jr., but this is something I'm going to monitor week in and week out for a guy who the Chiefs are potentially going to hand a this. boatload of money to in the offseason. You know what? I got to be honest. I already thought it was dead when they didn't get an extension done. If he's going to play like this, what percentage chance am I putting in Orlando Brown being their left tackle next year? It's got to be low, right? It yeah. feels like they'd be smarter to spend that money on Chris Jones. Like right now, given the choice. Because Chris Jones was kind of in a contract year too, because they owe him like $28 million next year. If you were going to pay someone million, like $20 plus million on a new contract, I would be mad at the Chiefs if they chose to give that money to Orlando Brown Jr. instead of just extending Chris Jones. Because one guy has proven time in and time out, he's a dominant player. What about age? How much does that factor in? Chris Jones is 28. Close enough. Yeah, 29. Like that, that to me is not so old that he can't still keep being good. And he got paid once, Nick, and it didn't stop him from being a really good player, right? Like, I'm with I, you. I'm with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate because that's the kind of thing that the, the Chiefs are going to weigh. And we've seen age be a big factor in their decision making. He's, with- he's never given big money to anybody over 29, mm-hmm. right? But still, wouldn't that the guy? Like, if you're going to do it for it, isn't a guy who is at least going to end up on a Hall of Fame ballot? Maybe Chris Jones won't get in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he won't have the sacks. But he'll end up on a ballot. Like somebody will have to decide whether to vote for him. I know that. I feel pretty confident about that. But I don't know. I just feel like the money's better spent there. Orlando Brown Jr. is a good answer because I don't know. I don't know. My my your your answer of that probably depends on if Bosa plays for me. Because if it's not that, you can't hold up against them. Then I'm terrified of what this offensive line is the rest of the year, Nick. What's your answer, Kayla? So glad you asked. Um. I realize I'm going to contradict myself here after the last episode. We said we want to see more Pacheco, but mine is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Oh. Uh, his biggest game production-wise came against the Bucks, followed Bucks. by the Chargers. Um, I know we said he's got to work on getting to the outside. For the love of God, stop sending him at the middle. I just want to see more from him. He can. He's you know he's kind of built like Tyreek. Like he can turn on the Jets when he needs to. Um, I just want to see more from him. I I'm pegging him to get his third touchdown of the season on Sunday. Um, so yeah, I want to see a big game out of Clyde, even though 
We also said we want to see more out of Pacheco. How about more out of both? Can we have that? There we go. There we go. I like that. I like it that. does feel like this game could be a rock fight. I mean, feels like Shanahan, Andy Reid, running game. You know, it feels like this game ends somewhere in the 20s. But every time I think that for the Chiefs this year, there's only been a couple of times where I really thought it was going to be that. And instead, it was a ton of points. And when I think there's going to be a ton of points, there aren't. So I don't feel like I got a good read on when the Chiefs are going to go off yet. I hope you're right. Pacheco and Clyde going off together would almost guarantee a win. Something else I thought about, it's a shame he went to LSU because we could say roll Clyde. Oh, <laughs> When he does, when he starts cooking, but that as an LSU fan would hate that. That is a bit of a dad joke, Kayla. I'm not <laughs> shaming you for it. We like, we support. Roll Clyde. We support, we support dad all jokes. dad jokes. I just wish he went to Bama. That's good. And, and as the, I mean, the two of us are not, Cody's the only dad in the room. And <laughs> I don't see, I mean. Did, did, did that, do you approve that joke, Cody? I, I thought it was good. Very solid dad joke. Look, I was maximum dad. When this podcast started, you guys probably didn't see it, but one of those, one of that piece of candy pumpkin hit me in the head while we were recording. Wow. I had to just pretend like it didn't happen. That's what it takes. Rise above Play it. Play Rise above. Flu game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do, right? Sometimes, uh, sometimes kids require more.